The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to G. Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I am Micah Warren, and we'll be joined by G. Cobb at some point, and Jason Ashworth will stop by. And right now, i got my buddy... Michael Perry from OTR Sports Online, hanging out with me. What's going on, Perry? Nothing much. Just got my Hank Basket jersey back oh. out of the bin. I know. That's why you don't throw these things away, because you just you never know. and You've you got to hold on to that stuff. You never know. It, I mean, it's it's kind of like a celebration, you know? It's a, it is a little mini celebration. So the Eagles did some stuff this week, and, and we're definitely going to get into that. I wanted to talk first, because I, I saw this thing, and... I, this thing on Michael Vick, and I'm, I mean, is no one telling him, just shut up, dude. Just shut up. No one wants to hear it right now. And if you really do want to be traded, shut your mouth. Let them do their job. Make it easy. Let his agent go do the talking for him, as, as G had suggested earlier today on gcop.com. But, you know, all these quotes just keep popping up. And I'll tell you what he said here. Um, I guess he's doing this pros versus Joes series on Spike TV. I don't think there's any word right now whether he's a pro or a Joe, so you might have to watch to find out. But so he says, and he, you know, he's talking to Jay Glazer, who was on there. Uh, I'm in the same situation. I'll just have to suck it up and go out and play and listen to what Andy wants to do with me. And understand that I'm there to play a certain role to try to help the Eagles win a Super Bowl. I can't be a disgruntled employee because that's not who I am. Uh, the only thing I could do is express my concerns and let them know where I want to be, and they know I want to be behind center. I'll just have to let it play out. And he goes on, the Eagles know what I want to do. I'm, I don't know if it'll happen. I'm trying to stay optimistic and believe. It's just, is, is there almost, Perry, do you get almost a sense of a woe is me in there somewhere? Like, dude, you should be glad you're in the NFL. You're getting $5 million this year if they don't trade you. You should be thrilled. I mean. I, I you, think it's, he, he thinks he is better than he really is. And yes. Uh, he thinks that this huge deal is coming his way. He thinks that he can be traded to any team in the NFL right now. You know, all the teams want him. Uh, it's that's what I get from this situation is that he thinks he's a lot better than he really is right now, and his, the market form just isn't there. And him talking like this is making it worse and worse. You know, the Eagles are going from probably a third round pick to a fourth round pick to a fifth round pick as much as this guy keeps on talking. Yeah, I have a feeling like Andy Reid reads these articles with his hands covering his face, but just a little bit open so he can still read, just, you know, crux his fingers a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what he hopes to gain by, by saying these things. Like, we all know you want to start. We all know you think you can start. And maybe you probably can somewhere for a team that's, that's not very good. But I, I want to 
do, do, do you remember what it was like when you were just thrilled to be reinstated? I mean, there, there was a time when not one team wanted you. The Eagles reached out, and they signed you. You should have every – I mean, you're talking about, I want to play for Carolina because I like their uniforms, and I want, this, I want to play for this team. And that, You should be thrilled to have a team. I just don't know what he thinks he's going to get by all this. And do you think and he's trying to like, get a little sentiment and get people feeling a little bit bad that, oh, he's not starting? Or, I'm, I'm reading too much into that. I, I don't know. I, I, you're, you're definitely right about the whole agent thing, you, you know, about the agent is the one that needs to be, you know, saying how great Vic is and how many teams want him and, and how many teams that, you know, he could play for. Because uh, – the Eagles gave him the biggest opportunity that he could have had, and, and all he should be doing right now is saying how thankful he is for the Philadelphia organization. You know, if he if he needs to stay to, in Philadelphia one more year, he'll do that. He appreciates that, but you, you know, he's running his mouth like an agent, and he shouldn't be. Yeah, I, I'm just looking through. I just <laughs> he's making it very difficult. It's possible the Eagles could end up going into the season with all three quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Yep, it's quite possible that they're they're going to hold on to Vic, and then until one of those one of those teams that might be interested in him, like quarterback goes down with a ACL injury, quarterback out for a year or something like that, and then they're going to need to bring in a quarterback, and that's when Vic will be available. I just hope he doesn't really believe that the Eagles owe him something, or that that they that they should be looking out for him to to get him a deal. I mean, if they're going to do a deal, Vic, Mr. Michael, it ain't for your benefit. They're doing it for their benefit. They took the PR hit. They were the ones that stepped up when no one else would. That that was the big yeah. favor they did you. In the, they don't owe you anything. Yeah. They don't owe you anything. Now they just want to see if, you know, they took the risk on the PR hit. They risk, took the risk signing. And the upside for that was that maybe we'll be able to flip them in a year. And they're going to try to do that. But, dude, they're making, they don't owe you anything. I mean, he never said that. But, you know, <laughs> this is great. my film speaks for itself. The Eagles know what I can do, which is why I think they picked up the option. No, no, I think they picked up the option because you were signed, and it was that or trade you, and they're not going to just we're not they're not just going to cut you. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I think we got we got G Cobb on the line now. G, you with us? Yeah, I'm right here. Now, G, you had mentioned earlier today on GCobb.com about Vic talking, and I think that was before. These quotes came out from Glazer. Have you seen these about what we're talking about? The uh, yeah, I had seen them. No, they they are the quotes. They're they're the same quotes. Uh, basically, you know, he's talking about uh, you know trying to say, hey, you know, I'm gonna stay with the team. I'm not gonna be a problem if um, you know I have to stay and everything. Um, he said that, but uh, you know, I was really kind of talking, and I and I imagine that somebody got to him and pulled his coattail and told him he needs to chill out. Because he's not helping himself by talking about that. And if he was helping himself, I, you know, I would say, hey, look, do what you got to do. But that's not helping him. What he needs to do is he needs to get his agent. You know, in, in the article, I basically said he needs to pass the ball to his agent. You tell your agent, you know, what well, agent should know what to do. The agent is supposed to be leading the way for you uh, in these situations. That's why you hire an agent. That's when the agent really earns his money because he's got contacts. He's got relationships with people. And he should be able to get on the phone and tell them, look, uh, I vouch for this guy. You know, this, you know he, 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 believe me, he's going to do a good job for you, blah, blah, blah. He wants to play. And, and the agent is supposed to be doing all that stuff. Him saying it out in the, in the media, it doesn't do him any good. If anything, it hurts his situation because right now he's supposed to be playing the choir boy. 
He should be doing everything, a goody-goody two-shoes that he can do, and uh, everybody knows he wants to go somewhere and start. He doesn't need to tell anybody that. Now, G, do you think I'm being a little crazy here? Because when I read a lot of these quotes, there tends to be this woe-is-me type of undertone to it. Am I making that up? Does anyone else pick up on that, or is that, that just me? I mean, I just feel like, oh, well, I should be starting. I know you should be thankful to be on an NFL team. <laughs> Well, I know what you're saying. Um, that you know does come across like you know he's a, some, being a martyr and things, and uh, he's dealing with. Uh, I'm sure he does deal with things, but he brought it on, brought it on himself. He's got to realize that that's ultimately, you know, what he did was he's not like the guy who uh, was born with a scar on his face. No, he put the scar on his face, and and he's got to realize that uh, that, uh, that his actions opened the door to this type of uh, treatment. So that's. That's what he's got to realize. And, 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 yes, he can't do everything like everybody else and not expect people to talk. But, but like I said, he created the atmosphere for himself. But, but that's kind of my point, too, is that, you know, people are always been courageous and he's really battled. He's battling through something he created himself. You did this to yourself, you know, and, oh, he did his time. Because he, he had to. <laughs> Nobody. I'm like you said. All right, guys, we got to stop this dog fighting thing. I'm gonna go to jail and take one for the team. I mean, come on. You did it because you had to. Yeah, he did, you know, stuff, he did it. No, go ahead. I'm just saying a lot of this stuff of oh boy, I'd like to start. You should be thankful for everything you have right now. If it takes two, three years, whatever it takes, you should just be thankful for what you have. Yeah, he should. Now, now, I have heard other people are mad at the Eagles for voting him that award. Look, the Eagles can vote. I mean, I didn't appreciate some of the guys on the air. And, 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 and your boy, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Mike Florio. I got some issues with Mike Florio. You know, I, I haven't really started a war with him. But, like, um, you know, it's not as big with this stuff with Vic. But, anyway, he's, he's saying that he tried to say as if, like, they, like they, um, they forced the players to vote for Vic. No, the, the guys empathize with him. You know, he's around. Yeah, he created his own problem, but they realize he's, he's in for a fight for his life. So players empathize with other players. That, what is unusual about that? If, if you were talking to some auto workers, uh, you know, they'll have a guy in there as an auto worker that's not even doing his job. They don't want to let him get fired. I mean, people stick up for their own. Players don't have to apologize for voting that for him. If they want to do it, they can do it. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, Mike Florio said, that, you know, he was saying, like, they fixed the vote and all that stuff. Nah, you talk to the guys, they feel for Vic. They know he got himself in this situation, but they know he's, in a, uh, he's trying to re recover. And, and also, um, a lot of the guys saw Vic when he came in, and they're fans of him. Of him. Right. You know, they were, in, they were in high school and in, in, uh, in college when he came onto the scene, and they're fans of his. I don't think, I mean, certainly nobody on this show right now thinks that the Eagles really pressured them to do. I don't think they did at all. I, I believe everything they're saying to you. I think the players really voted in that. And, you know, Florio gets a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, and, and one other thing he said, and I, I really, I, I didn't call him on this. He had the nerve to say, like, Demora Smith, you know, who was who a trial lawyer, he said, you know, his act works with the players who are not, you know, because, you know, it, it'll act with the, the, you know, with the players. That's why I was so successful with the players, because you know, they're not that well-educated. When he gets with a more, more educated group, some of his persuasion won't work. I'm going like, well, where, where are you coming from with that? Like, the players are so stupid, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm going like, look, 
uh, players are, are smarter than the average Joe. I mean, uh, a lot of the guys that are reading his his uh, his site, they didn't go to college. Right. I mean, where, 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 where does that where does that come from? I mean, he slipped that in. I I, I didn't make a big deal, but I read it, uh, and I, I was gonna uh, go. You know, I know if I'd have wrote something, then it'd be like a war. <laughs> Hey, go for it, because I'll just sit back and watch. Barry, you don't really think the Eagles forced the players to vote a certain way for an award like that, do you? Perry, are you still with us? We lose Perry. Yeah, I'm right here. Did you ask me? <laughs> yeah, I was asking you specifically. That's why I said Perry. I didn't, I didn't hear you say Perry. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think. I mean, why would they do that? Because all it's caused is bad publicity. So why would the Eagles force the team to vote for, vote for someone that's going to cause bad publicity? doesn't make any sense. I, I just think that, you know, when that came out and all the players voted for him, you know, there was probably a reason they voted for him, and I had no problem with that. You know, it's just like G said, you know, there's, there's coworkers in, in, your, uh, in, in any business that you're working at that, you know, you don't want them to get fired, but they might not be doing a good job. You talk good about them, you know, whatever. Well, and one thing I can say, and, I, gee, I don't know if you agree with this. I, I mean, I'm a publicist by trade, so I always look at this kind of thing. When all the heat came on the actual awards ceremony, Vic could have scored big-time PR. See, if he wants to do stuff in the media, this is how he can score PR points, not what he's doing with Jay Glazer. He could have said, look, I appreciate the award. I'm very grateful, but my attendance is causing a stir. It's putting the focus on me, and that's not what this night's supposed to be about. I appreciate the award, but I don't think it's in everyone's best interest if I attend it. That's what he should have done. Yeah, that, that would have been a nice uh, cordial move to do, yeah. That would have been a nice move. I don't know if he really knew that they were going to be down there because, you know, some of that stuff has kind of been dwelling. I mean, uh, I mean, dwindling. You, you really don't see any of it up here. I mean, uh, I don't see anybody, uh, anybody doing any picketing. I mean, maybe if he goes to, uh, you know, somewhere like L.A., you know, uh, down in D.C., you got something, I mean, or Baltimore, I guess you got some people ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> <But> <laughs> That sounds like it's it. And you know what? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll kill the Vic talk for now. Uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, Jay, Jason Ashworth is going to join us. We'll get into some other Eagles talk. We've got lots to talk about, but we'll, uh, we'll be done with Vic for now. So uh, we've got to take a break. It's G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. We'll see you in a couple. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific time. It's all about action. Touchdown! Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. Oh, 
broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle, whether it's basketball, off the glass, football, golf, racing, or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. We're back here on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Joined as always is our buddy G Cobb, and we got Mike Perry from OTR Sports Online and Jason Ashworth. Ashworth is joining us, and you're going to kill me on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to look at what the Eagles did uh, in free agency. We talked last week; it was the start of free agency, and the truth is, there's not a ton out there. If you didn't go and get one of the big names in the, you know, early on, because of the uh, the restri- so many restricted free agents, the the, the crop isn't isn't much um, this year. The Eagles did go out and they got Marlon Jackson. Now, anybody who watched the Eagles last year knows safety play was a, was a serious concern. It looks like they're going to take this guy from corner and, and move him over to safety. The two knee injuries are a concern. They're switching positions of yet another guy. They love to do that. And, uh, gee, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of the Marlon Jackson signing? It's good for depth. You know, think he'd be all right starting? Well, you know, it's. I mean, it's to think that a guy, or to say that a guy that's coming off of two knee surgeries, to count him in as a starter, I think is is a major stretch. You know, so you know, it's it's a it's a it's a chance. I mean, they're, they're basically, you know, um, it, it, you know, they're they're buying damaged goods, and they're hoping that the, you know it all pans out. There's no guarantee that it will. You know, so from that standpoint. Um, I think it's a, it's a gamble. I, I don't think it's, I don't think. Well, really, uh, you might you don't put him as as low as Sean Andrews, but that's that's the kind of thing it is. I mean, it's it's just a gamble you're taking. Yeah, it is. Jay, you like that signing? Do I like it? It's a signing. You sound overwhelmed. Do I, do I like it? I might like it by default. Uh, leave it to the Eagles to go out and get somebody who, like G said coming off two knee injuries, and then try and switch his position, get the bargain, try and make the most of it. Fair enough. Um, I, I guess I like it just because it's a signing. It shows some activity. I, I'm i one that doesn't um, – I'm real confused at what they're doing right now. Um, in terms, of, Are they trying to win now or are they not? Because they're certainly not making any noise in free agency, and to simply say that they're able to challenge right now, uh, I, I personally, I disagree. I, I know by default they'll get healthy. But um, that signing to me, it didn't blow my socks off. And I was, I was looking to, for a deal that would uh, raise my eyebrows a little bit, get me excited. Nothing is. Well, the one we heard about today might. Uh, I, know, I know I think I think G likes the idea of going after restricted free agent Ray Edwards. Uh, it's going to cost him a first-round pick. 
Uh, that's, I was going to bring that up, but I figured you'd get to it. Here's my thing with Ray Edwards. He's young, and every year he gets better. Uh, what I'm a little nervous about, if you can acquire him in a trade, fine. I'm not so sure I want to start playing that game of giving – now, granted, if you can get yourself a solid starter and trade the 24th overall pick, fine. I mean, we know the Eagles don't necessarily uh, draft defensive ends as well, uh, per se. Um but I, I don't want to get in that game because, to me, Ray Edwards, while he's solid, I, I don't know who Ray Edwards is yet, and I don't know if I want to give up my first-round pick for that. Well, here's my concern, and I don't know if you guys agree with me. He, he, he's a productive player on the Vikings. We can't deny that. My concern is he played next to the Williams Wall and Jared Allen. That's exactly. going to leave you free to do it. So I'd be a little concerned about that. Gee, do you think that's an issue at all? Would that, that worry you at all? Well, of course, that uh, couldn't help but have made him better. I mean, the thing about him is he gets single, gets single blocked. You know, they're, they're not uh, using less than a single guy on him. <laughs> I mean, right. you've got a guy blocking him. And the thing about it is the guy blocking him is the same guy that would be blocking him uh, when the Eagles played the Cowboys. Like, he got three sacks against uh, uh, Colombo. Colombo right. is the guy that's going to be blocking him. I, you know, I, hey, if he didn't do anything but play well against the Cowboys, <laughs> you know, but uh, that would be a plus. But, but the thing that I, I would say is I think that he is a guy who is coming into his own. And I would think that if I were thinking about him, and the guy, he came out early, he's only 25. Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't have a problem uh, using that, that 24th pick on him. I mean, think about it. Who are you going to get at 24 as a defensive end? Okay, first of all, if you want to make a run next year, you really want to seriously, you could say that you've got two defensive ends that can rush the passer. Uh, and I think that's a good thing. If you, if you get one of the rookies, come on. You, can you guarantee he's going to be as good as this guy? No, no, you can't. No way. And you know what? Especially a guy that late in the first round. So I wouldn't have a problem with it if they wanted to go that way. Uh, I, you know, because, like I said, he's been beating a guy one-on-one. Just because Jared Allen's over there doesn't mean that they don't use one guy on him. They right. use a guy on him. But the thing is, he, is, he does get single-blocked, and, and, and that's all you want him to do. When you get single-blocked, we want you to beat your guy. All right, Chief, the question I have then in response to that is, right now, with the talent the Eagles have right now, uh, with the uh, still the holes they have, are they a team that can, that can compete for a championship right now? Uh, they, uh, I, no. you know, I think it's a stretch. Uh, yeah, I okay. think that they can – well, I, I still think they're one of the better teams in the NFC. Yes, they are. Okay. Meaning that if, I, if I'm thinking, okay, you got the Cowboys, okay, I don't know if they're on the level of the Cowboys. You got Minnesota. And I, then I think the Eagles are right there. I mean, who, who else is better than them? I mean, especially if they get Ray Edwards and you've got an offense which can score – I think, you know, if, they, if McNabb's back here, they're going to win 11 games at least. Harry, what do you think? You like the, uh, going after Ray Edwards, and what do you think right now? Are they anyone that can compete? Well, well, well saying that, uh, you know, Minnesota's better, then the Saints are better, and then, you know, maybe Dallas, Oh, you forgot then, about the Saints. <laughs> and then who's next? <laughs> they were good last year. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, who's next? I mean, the Eagles are so far away from those, uh, from the Saints and the Vikings right now in my eyes that I don't think they can compete right now. they got too many holes on that defense right now. Bringing in Ray Edwards, yeah, that, that, that solves one problem. Then you Stuart got, Bradley comes back. But I, I don't even see Stuart Bradley having a good year. I mean, I mean, gee, after an ACL injury like that, 
How long, how long is it going to take him to actually get into football shape? Yeah, it probably is going to take him, you know, a, a couple years to where he gets all the way back. Uh, but, you know, the thing about it is if you've got a guy who's 25 years old, why not get him? I mean, now, if he was 30, if he was 28, why wouldn't you want to get a guy like, uh, like this guy who's, who's 25 years old? I mean, yeah, I don't I think that... that. I agree with that. I just don't think the, I don't think that's going to have make them all of a sudden be able to compete against the you know the the top NFC teams. Yeah, but is that a reason not to do it though? No, I'm no, not it's not a reason. But I was kind of addressing uh, those questions about whether I like Edwards signing or or the uh, trading for Edwards. Yes, I do like that. But will that make them compete? Are the Eagles competing? I I don't see the Eagles as a competing for the NFC next year. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, I think that uh, they would need to do something else uh, to uh, get to the point where they can, they can beat those guys. But uh, I definitely think that, um, you know, they can still make the playoffs. Yeah. Beating I mean, those, uh, those three teams, step. I don't think that they're in their league just yet. Yeah, I agree that's a good first step, though, if they can get Edwards. I mean, the, the Eagles in, in, the, in the number 20s picks in the first round, I mean, how many times do they really hit? Maybe one out of every three years. So you might as well just trade that pick and get Edwards because you know he's NFL ready. He can play right now. No, it's true. And if you do make that, and that's another thing too. And especially when people bring up the Seahawks and oh, are they going to sign this guy and get rid of one of those picks? Hey, you got to pay those picks, and you're paying a guy that's never played. You can make the argument if you do that with Edwards. Edwards, at least you're paying Hello? someone. That you know can play. It hey, how you doing? Hey, I got to call you right back. I, I, I'm doing an interview. I, I, but Mike, I'll call you right back. Yeah, Mike, I'll play off that. My thing is not about right. Ray Edwards and whether we, the Eagles should bring him in or not. I don't have a problem with acquiring Ray Edwards. It's how you acquire him. I don't want to give up a first-round pick for, for Ray Edwards when there's too many holes on this team to begin with. If we had defensive end and that was our hole and that was what was kind of holding us back, fine. Go get them. an NFL-ready player and you can go ahead and give up a first-round pick to get, the, to, to get your need. It's not. So if you want to acquire him in a trade, whatever that may be, whatever pieces or, or picks that may involve, fine, fair enough. But I would go ahead, trade for Edwards, and then still use my first-round pick to address other needs. It's not, a, it's not one hole on this team in order to get yeah, him over the hump. I understand that, but the thing about it is, though, you're using the pick to, to fill a need. What's the difference? No, I, 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 I agree with you on that. I, 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 I know what you're saying. There's still other I'm just holes. Not sold on it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, if you use the pick to fill a hole somewhere else, you still got holes. The thing is, you're trying to get good young players. I think he's a good young player. I mean, what's the difference? You know, uh, the guy's 25 rather than 22. Goodness, he got all the prime of his career left. I'm cool with that. Give give me five years, which I don't think you can anticipate. Give me good five good years. I think that's that's good enough for me. Yeah, you, 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 know, you don't like Victor Abiyamiri. <laughs> Do I, I agree. And obviously there's, we can pull out a million examples of when you use a first-round pick and it doesn't work out. And, yes, I will agree with you. If you have an NFL-ready player, you've got to handle those a little differently. I agree with all that. And in a vacuum, G, if we're in a vacuum and you can tell me I, I'll give you the 24th pick and you're going to give me a, a productive defensive end uh, that can pressure the quarterback opposite Trent Cole for the next five years, Okay, yeah, fine. Obviously, I'll close my eyes blindly and say, let's do that trade. I don't – for me personally, I'm just not sold on Ray Edwards here. I just think he had a couple big games, a couple spotlight games. Um, and he's, he's just – he's a hot commodity right now. I don't necessarily think 
that personally I'm sold on them. Personal opinion. And, you know, and the thing about it is, uh, you know, from a hot commodity standpoint, you know, he's, he's a young player who I think has been getting better every year. Uh, yeah. I don't know that he's such a hot commodity, uh, but uh, the thing about it is uh, those, all those draft picks, you know, you, you're hoping the guy can play. All of them, you're hoping they can play. Uh, they're 22 years old. They got, yeah. He got three years on them. I mean, I would, you know, you got, you got a lot surer thing than him. But it, it, clearly you're going to have to go out if you want to be a champion. You're going to have to get a guy coming from that left side. Who can who can beat a one on one and get there consistently and and, and that's all I'm saying. I mean, suppose he was a a free safety and he was 25 and uh, he he's got the potential and you know I would say I would say the same thing. I mean, you because you, what you want to do is go get good young players. True. Yeah, and they need guys that can play now, which is exactly what they need. But we got to take a break. We'll come back and keep talking more Eagles and NFL on GCOB in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. See you on the other side. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all about action. Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle. Whether it's basketball. Off the glass. Football. Come on. Golf. Racing. Or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. 
Oh, boy. We're back on G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. We're with G Cobb, Jason Ashworth, Michael Perry. And we've been talking Eagles, and, you know, that was getting a little, a little depressing thinking. You know, I don't know if they're ready to contend, and you know, obviously we were talking about that. But then you look at. I don't know if you guys noticed, there's still a local basketball team in Philadelphia. And Villanova? <laughs> yes, Villanova. Plymouth White Marsh. <laughs> they are, uh, they're down right now to the Cavaliers, which is shocking. Uh, I expect them to come back and come back strong. But there was a report that came out this week, uh, Case Fagan of the Daily News reporting that uh, sources are saying, this is a shocker, I mean, I hope everybody out there is sitting down, that Eddie Jordan could get fired soon. And uh, that Ed Stefanski, the GM, is going to be seriously evaluated as well. And, boy, that's a rough one. And you, you look and you think, again, so, so what do you do? I mean, you want to give a coach a chance to come in and do his thing and give him some time. When you, when you made a selection that's this awful, and they tend to do this. You know, they haven't had you know, a serious head coach probably since Larry Brown. Uh, you got Eddie Jordan. They bring him in. He doesn't fit the system. We talked about this before. His system makes no sense with these players. The players don't really make any sense to one another. You got Iguodala, who likes to run. Brand, who can't run. Iguodala can't play half court. Uh, you know, I was reading today where Derrick Rose uh, had an injury to his, his non-shooting hand, and I was thinking, man, it would be great if Andre Iguodala had two of those. If he had two non-shooting hands, like stop shooting. This guy, this team is a mess. And, you know, actually, Jay, I think you had mentioned it to me earlier in the week that you hope they don't fire Eddie Jordan before the season because they might get an interim guy in there. They might rally the team a little bit, get some wins, and then lose that draft pick that we all want, you know, in the John Wall sweepstakes. Yeah, you're uh, exactly right. The last, the last thing that you want, the last thing you want is this team to get a fire. I mean, I'm, I'm all for win every game and you want them to play, but in all reality, you have to hit rock bottom in the NBA to get better. You fire Eddie Jordan, which it looks like they're going to do. These players are going to get a spark, and they're going to be free from the system that Eddie Jordan's trying to. And they're, just, they're going to go out and play. Is what they're going to do. They're going to go out and play with no regard and just have fun again. And unfortunately, that's going to lead to another five, maybe six wins at the end of the season, which could very well see them outside the top five picks. But now, now, gee, what do you think of this? They got to get rid of Eddie Jordan. That much we know. The decisions he makes on a daily basis are awful, and that includes throwing his players' heart under the bus after games. That's a great idea. I don't see how you can get rid of Jordan and trust Stefanski to make the next move. Well, in, in reality, you know, if they, in, a, uh, in the best scenario, they would get rid of both of them. Yes. You know, uh, in the best case scenario, they would get rid of both of them. That, that's the bottom line, you know. Um, because Stefanski was the one that made this hire. I mean, think about it. This was a bad hire. You know, he gets a guy that doesn't fit the team. Uh, obviously, you know, does he know the personnel on his team? Does he know the way they were looking decent when they were running the ball? Now they go to a half court. You get a guy that emphasizes the half court. Uh, you're not, I haven't heard anybody say anything about team defense. That That's ultimately what they've got to learn to play if they're going to ever win anything, regardless of who they bring in here. I mean, you could bring uh, in a, a, a great team, and you still got to play team defense. That's the way you win in the, in the NBA. Does he know that? I haven't heard anybody talk about that. So I think that if they really did it and they really were serious, they would get Ed Stefanski too. I think they have to. And, Perry, we know they need to clean house. Who would you keep on this roster? 
Would you keep Iguodala and get rid of Brand and say we're going to go in this direction? Because I can't imagine you can keep Brand and Iguodala. How can they even be on the floor at the same time? Yeah, I, I, yeah it, if you if you go back when they when they signed Elton Brand, that that, that signing fooled a lot of people. I mean, when they when they signed Elton Brand and then they and then they locked in Iggy, a lot of people are thinking this team was going to be good. So. Who would you keep? Would you get rid of everybody? Do you even keep Thaddeus at this point? Is, is anyone still on Thaddeus' bandwagon, or we think he's just getting caught up in, in a bad mix? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm a Thaddeus fan. I know. I don't know Thaddeus. if I'm a Thaddeus fan or not. <laughs> You're not a fan of anybody, are you? No, I'm not a fan of everybody. I, I mean, I, I, I see these guys play, and, and it, it could be just the way Eddie Jordan plays them. I mean, one night they, they look great, and the other night they look horrible. So I, I don't even know I don't even know which Thaddeus Young I'm watching. I'm not you know he scored thirty some points the other night. Am I watching that one or am I watching the guy that scores like two points the next game? I have no clue. Mike, we talked about this yesterday, Mike. This team has no identity, and that's that's playing to what uh, Perry's saying right now. One night one night they're running the floor. They you know they look like that's just the style of offense they're going to run. Next night they're trying to run a half court. It, at times during the game. But one possession, they're running the floor. The next possession, they're slowing it down to play in the half court. To G's point, there is no defense being played. So when you combine the fact that they have no offensive identity and they don't play any defense, this whole team, this whole, the whole outlook is nothing but confusion. This is one of the most confused organizations in the NBA right now because the young players, they're not meshing. They, they don't know what they're doing on the floor. They all look uninspired. The coach appears to have no control. He seems to have no outlook. I mean, the whole the whole organization is confused. It's not one of those young teams where you can say, yeah, they're young, they're learning, they're, they're, there's growing pains to be had, but this is going to be a good team. They're going in the right direction. There is no direction right now with this team. So I think that's one of the most frustrating things. You just don't know where they're going. Yeah, and going, no. back, to, going back to your question, Mike, about who, who would I keep, I mean, you see, you see Iguodala, and he's sometimes occasionally, you know, he'll play like a superstar, you know. Yeah. But he needs a coach to teach him not to shoot the ball at certain, at certain times. He, he doesn't need to be shooting these threes all the time. You know, he, he's best when he has the ball and he's distributing the ball to other players and he's, he's attacking the basket. When he shoots, which he did right there and he missed, um, <laughs> you, you know, it's, he, ha- he has so much potential. He just needs the right coach to you know, teach him how to play the game the way that he's going to play the game the best. And, and, and with, what, four coaches since he's been here? Yeah, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, too, and, gee, you might know about this. I, I never really heard what, what the, the, I, I, you know, we all heard about the trade deadline that Phoenix really wanted him. Um, do we know at all what they were willing to give up? I mean, I heard Stoudemire's name. I want to know what was so awful that wasn't worth trading him. What, what is he doing? I, I don't know why he was such a big chip that they had to hold on to. Gee, did you ever find out anything specific about what they could have been offered, or even ballpark and what they could have gotten? Uh, no, I don't know what the exacts were uh, about what they were what they were offering. Um, but you know, I don't see why you know you want to, you're breaking your neck to hang on to uh, to him. Really, you know, in, in reality, you know. I mean, you know, you know what he reminds me at this point, and I don't know if this is a great analogy, but almost like uh, when the Phillies traded Abreu. And everyone, you know, nationally, everyone said, what are you doing? This guy, look at his numbers, this, that. But they got good when they got rid of Abreu. I almost feel like it could be a similar situation where if they can get rid of Iguodala, 
and stop pretending that he's going to be their next superstar, maybe that's one of the steps towards some sort of cohesion and putting a decent team together. And then maybe Elton Brand is more effective. I don't know. That, that's so, what I think. If, if you pick my direction, you need to go. I build around Brand. Before I, If I had to pick which direction I want to go, you build around Brand. You find a piece to come in and complement Brand. There was one deal that got shot down that had was Iggy going to Phoenix, and then the Heat would get Stoudemire. The Sixers, at the end of the day, would get Michael Beasley. They, uh, Stefanski didn't feel comfortable building a team around Michael Beasley. Um, I don't can't really that. blame him. No, no, and I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I don't really view it as building a team around Michael Beasley. Uh, what what I view that is is, hey, okay, I got a young kid that I don't need to build around, but I unloaded I unloaded salary, I unloaded Iggy, and I still got a chip to at least come in here and contribute. I'm not saying build around Beasley, but at the end of the day, you can move pieces, and that's what you need to do, move pieces, uh, which obviously they're unwilling to do. For, for what reason, I don't know. He's, a, he's an athlete. Let's get off this. He's a superstar, and he's a great player. He, he's not a basketball player. He's an athlete. That's yeah. what he is. He's a slasher. Uh, he's just getting paid like a superstar. And that's the problem. And that's why in the NBA, and this makes it even more pertinent probably for Stefanski to go, because when you make these big moves, and you, you know, all-in moves or big contracts, the NBA makes you pay dearly. There is no getting out of it. You know, you pay Sammy Dallenbear $60 million, guess what? <laughs> You're stuck with him. You know, the, NBA, the people around the NBA see how Brand is playing. They don't want him. They don't want his contract. So for a while it was like that with Iguodala. But if you had an out, if you had a chance, I'd take Beasley just to switch it up. Exactly. I think it really comes down to there's not one single player on the Sixers team you can build a team around. That's there isn't. I mean, Probably Elton, Brand, Elton Brand isn't the, the player he used to be. I mean, Elton Brand can barely dunk anymore. Who's the ball boy? Can we build around him? Yes, he's, and he's very he's good. Solid. We Gee, is, it, keep him. Gee, is there anyone on this team that you would build around or even, just even think that you had to keep? Well, you know, you don't have, you don't have anybody that exceptional that, that you have to build around him. Now, they could be a piece. But in reality, you're really not building around these guys because you build around a superstar player. I don't think you have a guy here who is, uh, you know, is such a a great player that you, uh, you know, you got to build around him. I mean, they don't have that type of guy. I think that that's one of the problems that you've got some guys here that uh, people thought were going to be superstars, basically with Brand and Iguodala, and they're they're not dominant players. I mean. Uh, maybe Brand once was, but he's not now. And Iguodala has never got to where he can really be consistent. Now tonight, he's gotten fired up from playing against uh, LeBron James, and he's had a great first uh, first quarter against LeBron. Like he scored 16 points. LeBron got 13. Right but see, LeBron can do it every night. Now you could have every, you know. And this is the thing that bothers me about a team like the Sixers. And this, these, these are losers. They get up for the, for the good team coming in. But they can't do it every night. I mean, they, can't, they don't come out ready to play every night. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, they're playing like a fast-paced game, uh, which is the way they play their best. But they should be doing it every night. The only way you can do it every night, that means you've got to work harder on the defensive end. You've got to work harder on the boards because you've got to get the ball to run. And they're not willing to do that. And see, a guy like Iguodala should be somewhere where they need to tell him, look, your number one job is playing defense. We're not going to you for offense. You'll get junk points. We'll let you get some shots every now and then. 
But see, he's not good enough to where, he, you know, he he's, he can just he's a go-to guy offensively. He's not he's not that good. Uh, that much we know. It's either a heart, a uh, lack of leadership, or a combination of both that's killing these guys. But we got to take a break, and uh, we will come back on the other side of G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in nfl history tune in to wide open with andre rison andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport there'll be celebrity guests coaches players artists and more he'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week tune in to wide open with host andre rison featured thursdays at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america sports channel so Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. Welcome back, everybody. We're on G Cobb in the house. I'm Michael Warren. We're along with G Cobb and Mike Perry. And uh, we were talking some pictures, but my stomach's not feeling so hot. I don't know if I can keep doing that. It's uh, it's a little depressing. So uh, I actually wanted to talk about a couple other, you know, some other stuff going on in the NFL, little stuff. Uh, the Redskins can't seem to go through an entire offseason without spending money on a big-name free agent, whether they can play or not. And... You'd have to think, I guess, if this guy can play, uh, if he can offer you anything, maybe the Redskins are the place to go for a guy like Larry Johnson who they signed to a three-year deal today. Um, Shanahan's zone blocking schemes, we've seen him get a lot out of some guys that really, I don't know if they're that good. you know. And throughout the years, he just keeps putting somebody else in there. And, you know, Orlandis Gary, go ahead. You know, uh, Ruben Drones, yeah, go. <laughs> and it works. Now, but Larry Johnson's 31, and – and when you saw Chester Taylor go to the Bears and they say, oh, well, he's a 31-year-old running back that's a lot, Chester Taylor doesn't have that much mileage on him. Larry Johnson does. He was given the rock quite a bit, you know, over and over, year after year. And at 31, he just doesn't have the explosion. He doesn't look like he has it anymore. Who knows if, if he'll be able to do it with the Redskins. But I, I think someone told Dan Snyder it's 2004 and that Portis and Larry Johnson are going to be a real dynamic backfield. Do, do, does anybody, do we think these guys have anything left to offer? I mean, Portis aside, what do we think about Larry Johnson? Gee, do you think he's really going to come in there and offer something, or is he just a guy to fill some, you know, fill some space? Well, I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to ask him to really uh, be a dominant. He's, 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 he's in there to back up Clinton Portis. Uh, and from what I saw him last year, uh, I think, with, you know, if he's behind a good line, he could still, you know, he could put together a couple games. And, uh, and get you some tough yardage inside and everything. But um, is there any reason really to be concerned about them getting him? Uh, not really. No, I don't think so either. And you've got to think he's going to play at some point, though, because Portis just rarely makes it to a season at this point. You know, he, he's, a, he's a guy with a lot of mileage, too. They're going to need both those guys down there. You know, they, they cut Liddell Betts, and uh, they cut Sellers, too. They trimmed some other guys out of their backfield. Rock Cartwright, I think it was too. So these guys are going to be counted on. Harry, yeah, think I think they'll get somebody. They'll get a young runner too. I mean, I, I think they'll have three guys in there. And uh, but but uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know that he probably has revived a little bit because he's not taking the pounding. But you know, he, you're not talking about the Larry Johnson that uh, was there before. But he is still a powerful back. I mean, just in the little time that um. Uh, that I saw him, uh, you know, just with the, with the, um, with the Bengals, you know, I think, uh, or what, what, what was it with the, um, no, he was with, with the, the Chiefs? He was, he was backing up, what's his name, Cedric Benson, who yeah. had quite the revival out there. Yeah, so, you know, but he's, he's nothing, you know, it's not a big deal, it's not really even worth uh, spending too much time on, because he's, He's not going to break any records. You know, he's not going to take over a game or anything like that like he has in the past. Uh, I don't see him doing that. Right. Yeah, yeah, the, the, best, the best part like... of why 
the best part of the Redskins the last, what, three, four years has been their running game with Clinton Portis. So, you know, bringing in Larry Johnson, what that's really going to do, that's not really going to make them that much better. It's not. And, you know, we were talking before about the Eagles and whether, where they are and where they're ready to compete. The Redskins, are, I mean, they're, they're not even in the discussion. Yeah. They're, they're still a ways away from competing. I would, definitely, the, I would definitely watch a Daniel Snyder off-season reality TV show just to see what goes through that guy's mind with his contract <laughs> and the guys that he brings in. I, I, I would pay some money to watch that if it was on pay-per-view. Yeah, you know, I, I think the thing is they, he just hasn't given things, some of the things he does, he hasn't given it enough time, you know. Uh, some things you've got to give some time. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, uh, I, I think that they have at times brought in some good players, but, you know, it's not just having good players. You've got to give the whole system some time. And from what I see they're doing now with Shanahan, you know, he's going to give it some time with the fact that they didn't go out and get crazy on the free agent market. I think that says that they're kind of going to do some things differently. And if Shanahan can get them to the point where they can do anything offensively, you know, they, they, I mean, I don't think they're going to be really uh, in danger of, I mean, anybody thinking that they're going to go and uh, – and go to the playoffs or anything like that. But I think they can make some improvement because their, their, their defense has always been tough on the Eagles. Yeah. And, and I think that uh, if they can get something going offensively, that's the key. If they can be uh, a, a decent offense, you know, uh, right away, you know, I think they can win some games. And what do you think they, about J- Jason Campbell? Do you think, like, coach after coach and – you know, different offense after different offense has affected him much. Do you think that he'll be able to 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 get the, get it going with Shanahan? Uh, I think it could, depending on if he if he, uh, he if he does the way he's done in the past with Shanahan. If they can get a consistent running game where they can run the ball on people all the time, mm-hmm. you know that that really takes it takes a lot of pressure off of the um, off of the quarterback. See, I'm not that down on Campbell. I know a lot of people in D.C. are really just sick of Jason Campbell. I think he's kind of had, you know, Perry, like you said, it's always a new system. It's always something. And I, I, I don't know. I just feel like he hasn't gotten entirely gotten a fair shake to be put in the position. Like you said, G, you've got to have a system. You've got to give him time to get into it. I don't know that he has. I don't know that Shanahan is looking to just dump Campbell. I think they're going to draft for the future. But – Campbell, I don't think is that bad of a I, I don't know. I, I like Campbell. Do you, I mean, are you down on him like everybody else, or do you think the kids are still No, I, I think that you, you know, if you're going to be a quarterback, you, you need to be in a system that you're doing the same things, that you know, you know what is expected, you know what you're working on, changing all the time. That's not the way to win. That's, that's uh, unstable, and that's why I think that um, Shanahan could, he could see that uh, he, he might think he could win. With um, with Campbell because I think as I said, if they've got a running game where they're not asking him to carry the team, you know I I think they can have a a team that right away they're at 500 because they always play good defense and and, and I think they got some good defensive players and some receivers wouldn't kill them. I know they really tried to address that in 2008 when they took uh, Devin Thomas and Malcolm Kelly. They've given them nothing. I mean those guys have given them nothing actually. Your boy, what is it, Fred Davis, the guy from USC, the uh, the tight end? He actually yeah. started to play a little bit last year in, when when, uh, when Cooley went down. Well, you know, uh, I think that um, they can do some things. Uh, you know, I think that the wide receivers have uh, paid a price also 
just like the rest of the team with, with, with all the, everything changing all the time. You can't change everything every year. You need stability, and, that, and if anything, that's one of the things the Eagles have had is they've yeah. had stability. No, you're exactly right. And that's going to do it for us for this week. So we hope we got everybody ready for your, uh, for your weekend. And uh, I want to thank Michael Perry, Jason Ashworth. Jay, it's always a pleasure. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. Have a great week. And we'll, uh, we'll do it again next Friday. Take care, guys. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. You're joined up with G Cobb in the House. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.